This is Diana Cordy with Book Talk. My guest is Ted Conover, author of seven books. His newest title is Cheap Land, Colorado, Choosing Life Off the Grid in the San Luis Valley. Listeners might be familiar with some of his other books, including New Jack, Guarding Sing Sing. Ted is Zooming with me today from his home in New York, where he is a journalist and professor at New York University. Ted, welcome back to Book Talk. I'm very happy to be back. Thank you. You grew up in Colorado. When did you first visit the San Luis Valley? You know, I must have been eight or nine years old, and it was a family car trip down to the sand dunes and then take a ride on the narrow gauge railroad in Durango. And did you see this area that you would eventually become much better acquainted with? Well, I did because you can't miss it. But I guess noticing a vast open space is different from paying attention to it. And I remember thinking there was absolutely nothing there. And fast forward to, I don't know, six years ago when I went through again and realized a few people were now living out there on the prairie, off the grid. And it was perplexing because it's windy and uh, in the winter it's very cold There's no water out there. There's no trees. And I uh, wanted to know more. Who has chosen a life like that? How many people live there? I'd say a few hundred off-grid in the valley. And they're not all out on the uh, prairie like like the people I got to know. You know, you can be off-grid on more expensive land that has trees on it, like in the foothills of the San Juans or the Sangre de Cristo range. There's different ways to live off-grid, but this was a real bare-bones existence for people, I think, who want to own five acres and not pay rent to anybody and not pay a utility bill and to get uh, away from government. I'd say there's a pretty strong desire to have as little government around as possible. What did you do when you first went down? So I thought, well, I could just show up out there, but... You know, I've got a couple things going against me, Diana. I'm a, uh, like you said, a professor, and I live in New York City. There's two. Plus, I'm a journalist. There's three. And I thought maybe it would be wise to approach it differently. And I knew about a group in Alamosa, Colorado, called La Puente, which is best known for running a longstanding rural homeless shelter. And I'd heard from my sister in Denver that La Puente had a rural outreach program to try to keep these off-gridders from becoming homeless, especially when the weather gets cold and they, you know, if they have no other recourse, they turn up in the shelter. So they were offering firewood and clothing and food and, you know, errands to pick up your prescription. I asked if I could volunteer and they said yes. And I would meet people and they'd get to know me and I'd say, by the way, I'm a writer. Could I interview you sometime? And so it took months really to get to know people because if you live out there, you're not usually interested in meeting strangers who might drive up to your gate or your door. And and a lot of them are, you know, they're very much uh, very suspicious and you have to watch your step. Do you think your book is going to increase traffic in this place? Well, so 
It's an interesting question. Some people think it will because the title, as you know, is Cheap Land Colorado. It's what a lot of my neighbors Googled uh, in order to find the five acres they bought for four, five, six thousand dollars, right? The land is cheap. And you might think, oh, with land so cheap, there's going to be a gold rush there. But read the book first because it comes with a thousand asterisks. It's a rough place. It is hard to stay warm. It's hard to get water. If you leave things of value, they might not be there when you come back because there's a lot of needy people. If there's any hint something's been abandoned, it might disappear. If there's even something, you know, like a a trailer that's mobile, it might disappear. So I ended up buying a place next door to a fellow I like a lot and trust, and nobody has touched my stuff, but it's an issue. It really is. And a lot of people buy land because it's kind of fun to own land, and I get that. But then what are you going to do with it? Are you going to build? Are you actually going to live there? If you actually plan to live there, okay, then... Yeah, try camping in the summer, see how you like it, meet some of your neighbors, see what you think of them. It's not for everybody, right? There's a lot of addiction out there. There are a lot of people without standing warrants. I met a kindly old preacher who was rehabbing an old cabin and starting a congregation at a local church. And a month later on Facebook, the sheriff's office posted a picture of him that said they'd apprehended him for child molesting in North Dakota. I mean, people who have a stigma often are most comfortable, I think, out there away from scrutiny, right? Or away from people looking down on them. And so you're going to meet people like that. Another neighbor got arrested for running a puppy mill on his land. So there's wonderful people and then there's people you'll want to think twice about and um just be aware why does it matter that we understand this isolated subculture (laughs) in a time of political extremes i think you learn a lot about a country from the people on the edge from its margins who don't we really include And I think among those people are some of my neighbors, people with, like I was saying, you know, addictions or criminal pasts, or there's a lot of people who have just grown tired or disappointed with their efforts to make a better living doing the 40-hour work week somewhere, right? They've tried. They can't make ends meet. They've disappointed people who love them. And Often, this is just a way of checking out and saying, you know, it's going to be easier if I don't try to live up to all these expectations. So, yeah, you meet a lot of people missing teeth. And I had a great discussion about this with Stacy Gruber, who is missing teeth, and says, you know, there's an assumption people make about people who look like her, that, that they're meth users, right? That they have some checkered past. And while that's true in some cases, it's not true in other cases. And so 
a lot of the book is about this whole question of judgment and the impulse to judge people who live outside of our norms and outside of our sort of settled boundaries. And it's built in, right? I myself judge people. I think we all do. But if there's one thing this book has taught me, it's that you can learn a lot if you can suspend judgment long enough to get to know somebody. And that that has been the hard work of this book, is listening long enough to act till you start meeting the real person. Well, thank you. My guest is Ted Conover, author of Cheap Land, Colorado, published by Knopf. This is Diana Cordy with Book Talk. So fun.